Hello, everybody. This is the Friendly Bear Podcast, where we interview some of the best and brightest traders in the trading community. Listen to inspiring stories and nuggets of insight from current and future game changers in the trading space. Listen and learn as we explore all types of trading niches with some of the best in the industry from a Friendly Bear point of view. Make sure to check out the Friendly Bear Podcast new YouTube channel called Friendly Bear Research, which includes all the podcast video content and supplemental screen shares. If you enjoy the podcast, please consider leaving a five-star review on iTunes. With that being said, I'm your host, David, a.k.a. Reverse Long, and this is the Friendly Bear Podcast. Let's dive in. All right, guys. So here we go for the second second episode of the Short Bears Excellency Vaults. Uh, I'm going over. He's done, a, he's done a few of them, probably like 10 of them, and I'm just going over them in uh, really no particular order, just actually the order of like the ones I find that I recognize the names. So I recognize Ed Sakota. That was the first one. And this one, of course, Michael Marcus. Um, I'm doing these to kind of put me accountable to reading them, reading them. Cause like when I usually read them, I kind of skim through them too fast or, you know, I'm too distracted with all these other things I'm doing, especially trading. So this making podcasts about it actually helps you internalize it. So, you know, the short bears, a an excellent, great trader. And uh, he has great habits that he's developed, and he's looking at these guys, uh, looking at the greats and studying the greats. So that tells me, you know, I need to be studying the greats, you know. Um, so, yeah, so we're going to be looking at Michael Marcus right now. Yeah, check out the last one I did on Ed Sakota. There's also going to be a playlist. There, there, I started the playlist of the Short Bears Excellency Vault because uh, I think he's going down the list of all the greats. And he has, like, a, a spreadsheet in the bottom that we're gonna, you're going to see if you're on the YouTube uh of this podcast and he he uh shows that list and i think he's going down the list so anyway before we get started a couple announcements so yeah the subscription for youtube um take advantage while it's like really low price right now i'm just i threw all the bear talks there i'm doing a lot of trade reviews um really you know just going over my trading i'm using using audio and video as a way for me to journal so this is just a raw and uncut journaling from me and I'm using it for my journal as part of my process. So it's like I made things very seamless for me to do. As you guys can see, I got the camera right here. I I just turn it on and boom. And you know, it's like after I trade, I don't gotta do any extra steps. Just turn the camera on, turn the mic on, the mic is always on, and it's like boom, just get it done. And this is part of like the seamless uh being seamless to get my process and my journaling and everything I need to do uh done you know, headache free, just straight, for, you know, just do it right away. So, um, yeah, so, but eventually I will be, uh, categorizing all the videos into like different tiers of subscriptions, um, when I get a chance. And that could be anytime within the next week or so. So the sooner the better, you know what I mean? This is really good stuff I'm putting out there. I wish I would have had it when I was starting out. You know what I mean? Um, what else? Oh, yeah. So, um september 16th the trading conference here in los angeles um yeah that is going to be hardcore like every yeah i'm just like it's going to be in downtown the day before the conference i'm gonna uh give give tours of my office and give tours of the you know the whole building over here that i trade out of from the podcast studios i'm really proud of what i created it was uh nothing but bare walls in here and i've transformed this space into uh 
really high quality studio and trading office and with the whole trading setup. It doesn't get better than this. I think I really org- I'm really proud of the way I organized it and organized my life outside of trading to help my trading. Like I live across the street um, in an old train station, the first subway station in Los Angeles. They converted it into condos and apartments. Really sick. And then like a close by in Little Tokyo is going to be the, the trading conference. And yeah, downtown LA has a lot of nice rooftops. Um, so we're going to go hang out at the rooftops, um, as, uh, you know, after the conference on Saturday night, as, a the gathering for, for, uh, the post-conference gathering and, uh, with Sam Degash, Sam Degash is flying from Dubai to, to do the conference with me. And, um, Friday after the market close, uh, whoever is in town, uh, I'm going to give him a tour of the office, whatever, and we're going to hang out and talk trading. I can talk trading forever. Um, so, and I'm looking forward to meeting people and just like, you know, giving as much value as I can out there, just like I did with this podcast. Cause I know the, the, the universe, you know, reciprocates the value you put out. So like, like with this podcast, I've, I've gotten so much value out of it after giving so much value. So that goes with everything in life, man, you, you know, you get the energy you put out. So comes back in full circle. So, uh, and then, and then Sunday, we're going to do it again. So whoever's in town on Sunday can get a tour of the office, whatever, if you didn't get a tour yet. And then like, we can do, we can talk trading all day long. And I want to get to meet everybody. You know, it is the first conference I do. Um, I always dreamed of doing this, like, you know, and when I was starting, I was like, man, when I get successful with trading, I want to be able to inspire people from my story, from, sleeping in this office and going, you know, grinding and, you know, and just putting in so much work, switching careers and coming from a brain tumor operation like this, you know, but first you got to get successful. And then once you become successful, you you can, you gain different levels of success and then you can inspire others and then you can give even more value to the world. That's what I'm going for here. So anyway, September 16th, Saturday, mark that date. And, uh, it's going to be coming up in about a week or two, uh, a whole landing page and links and all this, a beautiful website that is, is being created. And, um, yeah, just stay tuned for all of that. Okay. So here we go. Let's start with Michael Marcus, Michael Marcus. So Michael Marcus short bears the excellency vaults. This guy is a legend. So he's in the market wizards. I believe he's like the first market wizard that Schwager talks about in the market wizards and he traded out of commodities corp and um jack schwager was i think taking his place and michael marcus was packing up and leaving don't quote me on any of this remember this is a podcast podcasts are informal casual and raw so i think i'm i, I might be I, i'm like 90 percent sure that that's that was the case from what i'm recalling remember these podcasts are unscripted i'm just going off the top of the the noggin over here so yeah so jack schwager was taking the place of michael marcus and michael marcus was like he was friendly and you know and uh they had a relationship anyways um michael marcus also there's this podcaster what's his name michael martin yeah michael martin um what's his podcast i'll tell you right now the inner voice of trading so Michael Marcus has the, uh, the Inner Voice of Trading podcast. This is the podcast I listen to on the walk over here. I have a four-minute exactly 
walk from my apartment to here. And every morning I'll listen to the inner voice of trading, even though sometimes um, it's like doesn't really correlate to what I got to do. I just stay on. That's part of my process. I listen to Michael Martin every every morning for four minutes and he has very short podcasts and some are longer. But either way, I listen to four minutes and he goes into like this a lot of like uh, concepts of psychology and stuff in trading. He's great. Michael Martin. If uh, Michael. Yeah, hopefully I'll have him on the podcast soon. He's been on other podcasts. He's he's great. But anyways, Michael Martin talks about Michael Marcus a lot in his podcast. He always references him. I think they had a personal relationship. So anyways, um, but I used to think Michael Martin was Michael Marcus, but it's not. They just they were friends and they have similar names. Michael Marcus, Michael Martin. But anyways, uh Michael Martin ha- had a relationship with Michael Marcus. Anyway, so let's get back to this. So I'm just gonna go and read this, read the short bears um summary on Michael Marcus. Remember, like what he's what he's uh wrote a summary on. I'm pretty sure he did a lot of deep research because he wants to learn what are the qualities, what are the habits, what it, what separates these guys, what makes them great. So those are you. I know there's a couple of people that said, Oh, I don't need to read this. I read Market Wizards. I know everything, you know, it's like that's that's the raw mentality. You got to always study the greats and you got to do repetition. Dig, dig deep. There's a reason why Short Bear is studying uh, Michael, Mar- Michael Marcus and wrote this Excellency Vault. He didn't, he wasn't, he wanted to dig deeper besides just reading in the Mike, uh, Market Wizards. So that tells you a lot right there. Like what, what why is, why is he looking, digging deep into this? And why is he writing this summary? Is it, is it for fun? It's fun to have to produce something after you do a lot of research and learn from it. I know that because like from the podcasting, that's what I do. When I do a book review, I read the whole book and I do a, I write some bullet points and some takeaways, but like a lot of the main takeaways are just like internalized already. You know, it's like, it's when you read a book three times uh, or listen to it, like I do like 10 hours, three times while well, you read it in faster mode, but it's still, it's three times with that many hours. It's hard to just summarize it in 10 minutes. The way to really get the value from it is to listen to it three times, you know, and and uh, do it for yourself on top of writing a summary on it. So, I, yeah, this is what I presume this is what the short bear is doing. It is this forces him to internalize and, and uh, you know, own this information. So you got to always be and that goes with attitude also, like those that say, oh, I already read this in Market Wizards. I don't need to read this. That's the wrong attitude. You know, it's going to limit your your growth and success. But anyways, um, let's get into this. Okay, I'm just going to go read it verbatim. Um, I like to personally listen to them on Apple Podcasts at uh, 1.7 speed or whatever. I did that for the last one at Sakota. So see, check it out. I wrote, I did the podcast in Sakota, and guess what? I listened to it twice on my own, you know, on Apple Podcasts. Anyway, if I'm doing that, what like you know, you got to be doing it too. Whoever's listening to us, if you like the Friendly Bear podcast. Anyway, let's go into this. Oh, I got to share the screen. I forgot. Um, there we go. All right, Michael Marcus. Michael Marcus, the achievements. Mike. Michael's first success as a trader came about in between 1971 and 73. He turned an account from 1400 to 12000 lost two-thirds of it 
only to grind it all the way back over the next year, turning his stake into 64000 In 1974, after joining Commodities Corporation as a trader with 30000 Marcus saw his account grow exponentially to reach a staggering $80 million. His best trading year was 1979. Amidst a tumultuous global geopolitical landscape of that specific year, Marcus swiftly recognized a golden opportunity. The bull run on gold presented itself as a remarkable prospect that will go down to history as one of the most exceptional trades. Marcus embarked on the initial move by acquiring an astounding 2,000 contracts of gold, a remarkable quantity equivalent of 200,000 ounces of this precious metal. His decision was fueled by a seismic shock in the Afghanistan invasion, an event that reverberated through the financial markets and propelled gold prices to unprecedented heights. Marcus instincts. Marcus's instincts proved to be spot on as gold rapidly scaled the summit, reaching an astonishing $800 per ounce in 1980 from the start near $200 just a year earlier. Here it goes shows a chart of gold. Over the course of the next 10 years, Marcus astonishingly multiplied his company account by a staggering 2,500 fold. Early days. Michael Marcus, born in August 2nd, 1947, had an intriguing journey that led him to become a highly successful commodities trader. Raised in Providence, Rhode Island, he graduated in 1969 Pi Beta Kappa from Johns Hopkins and studied psychology at Clark University. However, the path he took would change through an offer that was too good to be true. During his time as John Hopkins, he met up he met a fellow student called John who promised him to double his money every two weeks. Upon reaching trading, Michael realized his acquaintance was lying. However, in the process, Michael fell in love with the markets. I think the leading cause of the financial disablement of the, is the belief that you can only rely on experts to help you. Investing requires an intense personal involvement. Trading the 3000 he received through the life insurance money he was released, that was released upon the death of his father, he turned a small 3,000 stake into 30,000 by buying a combination of corn, wheat, and soybeans, partly on the recommendations of the, le- of the letter and partly through his own in- intuition. I had accumulated $30,000, a princely sum to me, having come from a middle-class family. I thought it was the best thing in the world. This is where the tumultuous journey truly starts. Hubris got a hold of him. He decided to borrow 20,000 from his mother, adding to it adding it to his 30000 trading account, resulting in a total of 50000 What followed was a risky and over-leveraged trade. With his theory that blight would attack the corn crop, causing a shortage, he bet everything on corn and wheat contracts. However, his single article titled, More Blight on the Floor of the Chicago Board of Trade Than the Midwest Cornfields, in the Wall Street Journal caused the corn market to plummet. By the time Michael liquidated his position, he had lost $42,000. This loss not only wiped out his initial 30000 but also 12000 of borrowed money. Being a successful trader also takes courage. The courage to try, the courage to fail, and the courage to succeed, and the courage to keep on going when it, the going gets tough. Devastated by this step back, Michael decided to get a job and become a commodity research analyst at Reynolds Securities. Despite the restriction on trading for analysts at the firm, he managed to find a way to trade without getting caught. However, what was by now his fourth attempt at trading Ended in failure once again, followed by the same cycle, borrowing money and losing it. Fortunately, Michael's fortune began to change when he crossed paths with Ed Sakota, a phenomenally successful trader. We covered Ed Sakota the podcast before, by the way. 
Working alongside Ed, Michael learned valuable lessons just staying with the trend until it changes and becoming patient. Despite this guidance, Michael continued to experience losses due to his impatience and inability to wait for clearly defined trading opportunities. Undeterred, Michael made another attempt with a small $1,400 trading account. He bought plywood contracts with the fixed price ceiling was broken, reasoning that if the price could exceed the ceiling, it could go even higher. As the price exceed increased, he kept adding contracts and profited from the trade. He also predicted that lumber would follow a similar pattern and bought contracts accordingly. However, when the government announced the crackdown on lumber speculators, the market crashed and Michael's account nearly got wiped out once again. Fortunately, he held on and by the end of the year, his account had grown to $24,000. The close call of losing his account motivated Michael to quit over trading. In the following year, his account grew from $24,000 to $64,000. This was just the beginning of his success as a trader. In subsequent years, he traded heavily in currencies and became one of the best currency traders in the world, including the banks. His career took off and he multiplied his company account 2,500-fold over a 10-year period. The approach. What set Michael Marcus apart was his distinctive approach into trading commodities. He emphasizes the significance of adopting a long-term perspective on the markets. By analyzing the overall market and asset trends, he made sure to be aligned with the market and not step in front of trends. Additionally, he believed in the virtue of patience when dealing with commodities. Rather than impulsively entering trades, he exercised restraint waiting for opportune moments to strike. Successful trading is anticipating the anticipation of others. Risk management strategies were a notable strength of Michael Marcus. He advocated for traders to establish a comprehensive plan of action prior to entering trades. This plan should encompass strategies for minimizing risk and maximizing profits. Moreover, he stressed the importance of diversifying investments as a safeguard against substantial losses in any single trade. You can be wrong and still make money as long as you cut your losses quickly. Discipline played a pivotal role in Michael Marcus' trading approach. He firmly believed that in adhering to established strategies and avoiding emotional impulses. Calculated risk were his preference and he cautions against taking on, an, on excessive risk at once. The only way to make money in markets is to take a calculated risk. The combination of market knowledge and effective risk management strategies propelled Michael Marcus to remarkable success in, in the commodities markets. He was willing to exercise patience, waiting for opportune moments that would take and would take on calculated risk. Ed Sakoda. Michael Marcus finds his, or, his origin in the mentorship of Ed Sakoda gave him. Thus analyzing Ed's management rules uh, is, of important, is of importance to understand how Marcus saw the, the world. It has a chart of Sakota's performance during the 90s, which went from $1,000, I think, to like hundreds of thousands. Okay. Ed Sakota is known as a market wizard. As a market wizard, most major traders have spe specifically named as influential. He is the godfather of automated trading and turned 5000 into over 150000 Buying is done over the market to reduce risk and capture strong market momentum. Proactive stops are set at trade entry and adjust to lock-in profits as the trend continues. Stops are set at chart levels that indicate deteriorating situation before entering a trade. Getting back into trades is crucial for trend following. 
Markets constantly change, and they are the same as they were years ago in terms of change. In order of importance to me are, number one, the long-term trend, number two, the current chart pattern, and number three, picking a good spot to buy or sell. Here's, okay, skill in reading markets and managing anxieties is essential for trading. Risk is the uncertain possibility of loss, and the risk control relies on allowing stops to do their job. Relying on fundamentals suggests a lack of faith in trend following. Risk should be managed so that a win is meaningful but does not exceed what can be afforded to lose. Avoid relying on advice from other traders, especially those claiming a sure thing. Short-term trading systems are often hindered by transaction costs and execution friction. Trend systems aim to ride the trend rather than pick tops or bottoms. Short-term traders need exceptional guessing skills to compensate for profit roll-off, RR versus win rate. Mentors are the cornerstone of most of the great traders, of the greatest traders. Especially during the formative years, their guidance gets ingrained into the trader's mindset and automatic response. Final thoughts. Michael Marcus's journey as a trader is a testament to the power of resilience, learning from failures, and developing a unique trading approach. From his initial setbacks and devastating losses, he he persevered and honed his skills to become one of the most successful commodities traders of his time. By emphasizing long-term trends, practicing patience, and implementing effective risk management strategies, Marcus achieved remarkable growth in his trading accounts. His mentorships under Ed Sakota furthered Further shaped his perspective and solidified his understanding of the markets. Ultimately, Marcus's achievements serve as an inspiration for aspiring traders, highlighting the importance of discipline, calculated risk-taking, and continuous learning in the pursuit of success in the financial markets. Okay, it has numbered the chart over here of the compound annual return in years. Richard Dennis, number one. Michael Marcus, number two. He had 10 consecutive. 10 years of 120 percent if i'm reading that correctly insane richard dennis had 19 years at 120 percent yeah you can see the, all this on the, the short bear sub stack it's the short bear dot com dot sub stack dot com remember okay the short bear dot sub stack dot com all right make sure to get his blog his blog is freaking sick yeah let me see this uh, it's not gonna work. All right, so um, yeah, check that out. Uh, I really like uh the notes you put here, Ed Sakota's notes. Yeah, I should read them again before we end this. Okay, uh, Ed Sakota's notes: skill in reading the markets and managing anxieties is, is essential for trading. Risk is the uncertain possibility of loss, and risk control, and risk control relies on allowing stops to do their job. Relying on fundamentals suggests a lack of faith in trend following. Risk should be managed so that when a win is meaningful but does not exceed what can be afforded to lose. Avoid relying on advice from other traders, especially those claiming a sure thing. Short-term trading systems are often hindered by transaction costs and execution friction. Trend systems aim to ride the trend rather than pick tops or bottoms. And finally, short-term traders need exceptional guessing skills to compensate for profit, roll-off, RR versus win rate. And last thoughts, okay, mentors are the cornerstone of most of the greatest traders. 
especially during the formative years, their guidance gets ingrained into the trader's mindset and automatic response. All right, guys, that's it. I got an appointment coming up. Um, stay tuned. I'm going to be doing, I'm going to finish all of them that the short bear has because I want to learn. And yeah, this reading them out loud benefits me tremendously. And I listen to them again on audio. So anyways, I'll see you guys later. That concludes today's episode. Make sure to like and subscribe to the channel on the platform you use. The Friendly Bear Podcast is hosted by me, David, where you can find me on Twitter at reverse underscore long. You can find the Friendly Bear Podcast at www.thefriendlybearpodcast.com, as well as on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, Amazon Music, and now on YouTube at Friendly Bear Research. Until next time, thank you for listening to the Friendly Bear Podcast.